Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sandspence Radio. Who do you ship? Do you want us in your bed? Well, you can now. You can get a Sandspans Radio pillow at redbubble.com. Just search for Sandspans Radio or follow the links on our website, sandspansradio.com. Welcome to Movie Maintenance, where some films just need fixing. Today we're looking at Prometheus. So, Prometheus, a Aliens prequel, maybe? I don't know. Aliens, same universe film, not prequel, just same universe. But kind of a prequel. But kind of a prequel. <laughs> like, it's like they were like, it, it just feels like they made a film that was like, Ridley Scott was like, it's it's not about <coughs> aliens, but it's like set in the same universe, and then eventually it will tie into aliens, and then the studio just went, nah, like the last five minutes, just make sure it's about aliens. Like, there's just... almost, the thing about Prometheus, though, there's almost this overriding snobbish denial about it. Mm. Like, it just doesn't seem to want to admit it's an Aliens film. Mm. Yeah. Like, all the way through, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's it's the same universe, but it's but it's not the same planet. Yeah. Even though that would make sense with the crashed spaceship in the first Alien, that, yeah. would, make, that would make sense. But no, it's not quite the same mm. planet, and it's not the same space jockey, and it's mm. it's no it's it's not an alien, although it kind of is at the end. Yeah. Like it just, it just feels like it was trying so hard to kind of just deny that DNA yeah. while kind of have have it there at the same time. It's almost like Ridley Scott's like, yeah, no, I'm better than this. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, it was kind of like, like guys, sequel. it started off as a prequel, but now it's not. But it is. But it's not. But it had but it's straight far enough. Is. Yeah, just. Uh. But I I remember when this film coming came out and the theory that it was going to be part of a trilogy, mm. and if they had done that. How good. Hmm. Like, they did the first two films with, like, no mm. like no clue that it's, like, even in the same alien universe. You're just like, whatever. It just happens to be a film about space. And then, like, right at the end of the last one, you chuck that out. Yeah. They wanted to have their cake and eat it, too. They wanted yeah. it to be, like, an original, <coughs> interesting sci-fi film that dealt with vaguely defined questions about where we came from and... We were made by a- aliens, I maybe. Think, I guess. Yes, yes kind of. Like kind I of read um, space Jesus. Yeah, no, he was, was a thing. Definitely Jesus space was an engineer. Jesus. Jesus was an engineer, and we killed him, Apparently. and that's what pissed off the engineer. But look, <laughs> any film where you need to read fan forums to make sense of exactly what it's trying to say, yeah, really has a few issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my point. Like, as I did a lot of research around this episode, like I went and read essays explaining Prometheus, and if I have to read an essay to understand your film, you've done a bad job. As as a filmmaker. Well, yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, you look at something like Mulholland Drive, but, you know, that's David Lynch art house. Mm. And that's a film that, you know, even if you read 20 essays on it, you're probably not going to 100% get it. Yeah. But it kind of enriches your experience because yes. it's such a subjective, vague film. Prometheus is a big, these... dumb sci-fi yes. film. Yeah. It's not meant to be <laughs> abstract or hard to take. I'm sorry, Ridley Scott. 
I, I get what you're trying to do, but sort you of, failed but and don't you're done fucked up. Mm, and that's what these essays should be enriching. You should enrich your movie well, experience, remember, not explain it for you. I remember when Prometheus came out, and a friend of mine who really, really loved it, mm. and I was getting to debate with him, and I was like, it's just, it was just a bit dumb. And he goes, no, nah, no. Nah. He goes, well, think about this. Like, you know, the engineer was pissed off and it woke up because, you know, two, it was like it had been 2,000 years since they'd been there mm. or something, and it woke up after 2,000 years, which was roughly the time that Jesus died. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, nah, think about it. Like, we sent, you know, the engineer sent Jesus down to fix us, and we killed him, and now the engineer's really pissed off about it or whatever. It was some, I don't remember, mm. but I was like, that's, that's not bad. That's pretty cool. It's just not in the film. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's not even subtext. No. That's a lot of fan inferral. And an interview by Ridley Scott himself was, like, saying that, basically, that he wanted to put Why it in, it but in it's too on the nose. But it, the no, just, it's yeah. not too on the nose. I think it's a bit too on the no, nose. No, okay, but maybe, then implying it is also okay, very on the nose. If you say it or show it, that's on the nose. If you imply it... But they didn't even imply it. They they kind of did. But I feel like they had that section in the film where they're like, all right, so so the engineers are going to be Jesus. Mm. And then they, they, they decided to cut it because it was on the nose. But then they didn't change any of the rest of the script. <laughs> so it's like we're just missing this fundamental part of the film. It's a that, really disjointed film. Yeah, it? like, it's like they're really just kind of disjointed made movie. a bunch of scenes and an editor just kind of was very drunk one day and was like, I guess this is <laughs> this it. This will be fine. Yeah. Well, I read the original uh, script when it was still Aliens, colon, Engineers. Um, and a fan of ours. John John Spates? Yeah, John Spates. So thank you, Banjo, for sending that through. So I read that script, and it's so tight. It's so good. It's clearly a Aliens uh, prequel because it's, you know, set in, um, is it LV426 with the original Aliens was in, or Alien was in, and it just makes everything really connect to Alien. And it was very clear. It was a very clear life cycle of what aliens were, which is there's an egg, there's a facehugger, there's an alien, back to egg, and there's that cycle. Not there's black goo, you maybe get on you a little bit, have sex with a woman, then make um, um, a weird proto facehugger, which then has to latch onto an engineer, which then makes a proto alien, maybe. But xenomorphs are clearly a thing because there's a mural in the fucking tomb. Yeah, already, so that just, you don't need to watch them evolve uh, again? <laughs> it, yeah, the life cycle of the alien. I, I just, I hated it for what it tried to do, which was, we're not a prequel, but we're going to chuck in the last five minutes to be an alien's prequel. Yeah. Oh, and can I just point out, like, the most, the thing that personally offended mm. me was the fact that, uh, obviously this is implying that the xenomorphs sort of first come to be in whatever year Prometheus is set. Um, guys, Alien versus Predator <laughs> obviously already disproved that because they exist in the present day. Mm. How dare you cut those fantastic those films cherished out films. of canon, those beloved parts of fan <laughs> canon. You rem- how dare you? It offended me. Frankly, it offended me. I really enough. liked Alien versus Predator. <laughs> You're the only one. Shame on me. <laughs> Um, so, Zoe, you had a lot of questions about this film. I had so, so many questions because I, I sat down and I watched it last night and I was like, I can rewrite Prometheus because I genuinely enjoyed it so much when it came out when I was 19. Yeah. And I was like, this film is so, like, you've got to think about it. I guess that, that was, like, my Mulholland Drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's a Mulholland Drive for a 19-year-old. Yeah, oh, for enough. a 19-year-old yeah, sci-fi right, kid. Yeah. Um, but... Rewatching it again last night, I was like, none of this makes sense. And, I, like, n- nothing is answered in the film, so I just have so many questions more than answers. Oh, shoot. We'll, we'll, we'll do our very All best right. here. So so I, I just want to understand David, so Michael Fassbender's character. What is his motivation? Well, there was maybe a directive from Wayland, 
the old man Guy Pierce to kind of look after him or something, maybe. Why does that mean killing everyone else in the crew? Um, again, going on fan forums and stuff, mm. the reason why you put that little black goo in Holloway's drink was maybe this might be the secret to eternal life. So he was testing oh, it out. Okay. And it was kind of like, oh, okay, that makes sense, but that's still kind of it, dumb. It doesn't really, though. Because, yeah. like, where would, he, where would he get that idea from? Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if there was some, some, you know, in those, like, whatever things they were decoding at the start of the film, mm. there'd been some kind of hint that, oh, yeah, whatever you're going to find here will lead to eternal mm. life. Something... Something there, yeah, something that. And absolutely... he'd be like, "Hey, look, I'll use him as a guinea pig." But let's. But even then, it's like, okay, so you put it in his. How how is how are you going to know that? Mm. Like, if he just becomes immortal, like, how are you going to? Yeah, just wait a know, bit. Like Wayland's <laughs> Guy Pierce in old man makeup that made so much sense to the film because you know why why cast an old actor when you can just cast Guy Pierce in makeup? Well, but I have that. anyway, um, you know, I actually do have an answer to why that is a thing. Well, because it was those TED talks and stuff like that. But I mean, still, come on, that's a poor reason. To... Yeah, I think no, because I I watched um. I watched the extended cut a couple of years ago mm. and they do have like a couple of scenes with Guy Pierce as mm. a young guy. So it and makes sense yeah. to have. The, yeah. You uh, see yeah. Um, David talking to Peter Wayland in his dream and in his dream, he's Guy Pierce because he wants to, he thinks that he's still that very youthful person. So it's him trying to just keep a, a hold of his youth. So it sort of makes sense in that regard, but yeah. then they cut it and you're like, well, that was a, you know, dumb. Dumb, and it, it also relates the same way to um, yeah. Shaw's dream, like how David watches uh, Naomi Rapus's dreams mm. in the films. There's no explanation as to why that is, except for these scenes that are cut out. Mm. And I like how she dreams in third person. It's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> mm. It's different, mm. but, you yeah, know. Hey, we all do it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. When I first watched the film, I felt that, like, engineers created Earth, and the first scene... Mm. Is in Earth, yes. Well, again, I'm going to refer to um, the uh, what's his name, John Spates. Do you pronounce it? Yeah, I think so. Refer to his script, which was yeah, it was very clearly Earth. Um, where Ridley Scott's come out and said it doesn't matter; it could be any planet. They're just these these engineers seeded life. So in the original script, that same sort of thing happens, yeah. but instead of the engineer falling down like, oh god, I'm dying. The engineer that was doing it was more like um, crucifying himself in that sort yeah. of crucifix position, being like, yay, I'm doing this because of love. Yeah. And then rather than black goo, it's black scarabs, and one of them bites like a, like a, a, a Neanderthal woman, and she just smacks it around, like, away and kills it. And so then it's sort of implied that they've boosted their DNA. Yeah. Isn't it great mm. that Ridley Scott's just been on hand for the last three years to answer all these questions oh, and it's... prove that Prometheus is, in fact, a really good and well-thought-out film? Right? Yeah, like, no, thank just, God. It's thank just God. great. <laughs> like, it's really put my mind to rest about that oh. alien prequel that should have been great but was shit. Yeah, like, seriously, go and find the, the Aliens like, Engineers script. It's, yeah. it's really tight. It's really good. It makes so much more sense than I think this got. is such a good illustration of when the studio gets way too involved with what they're making. It was the... I don't know if it was the studio. I think it was, I think Ridley, it was Ridley Scott. Scott. Yeah. Ridley Scott was kind of like, I don't want to do Aliens prequel prequel and that's fine mm. so he grabbed the script of um john spates and went all right cool we'll work with lindoff and just sort of rework it and retool it what a good job what Damon. a good job um <laughs> Fucked up, and, mate. and then he's kind of like yeah it's a standalone thing and that's what i would kind of my issue with it is that i would rather them have a standalone thing and just have no xenomorph kind yeah. of connection or if you're gonna make it a prequel make it a fucking prequel yeah i thought the xenomorph thing almost cheapened the film like i thought mm. it, it really there was no point to have them in the film. Like it didn't. It didn't kind of further the storyline more than what was needed. And I thought I I love stories like that where it's like crew mm. isolated, deserted. Yeah. Fuck yeah. There's the no... original Alien. Oh, how good. Yeah. 
Like, no point in putting the Xenomorphs in there at all just for that final extra 10 minutes yeah. with, with um, Shaw. Like, there was just no point. I was like, yeah, she just let her be alone on the island and then that's it. End of film. Like, she's just deserted on this planet. They just needed to, I think they just need to make a solid decision on, like, you know, and I, it's, it's just the, the, the ideas it was trying to explore were not well developed enough for it to be a standalone film. Mm. And so then they kind of had the alien thing still in there. And it just created this, like, really strange disconnect between these two different films, neither of which, because they, I remember when it came out, and I remember, or before it came out, rather, during production. And Ridley Scott was talking a lot in interviews about how it started as an Aliens prequel and slowly became something else. And then there was actually a lot of, like, goodwill and stuff online for people being like, hey, cool, like, mm. an original sci-fi film set in the Alien universe. And there wasn't even that much demand. I mean, you know, what? who cares about seeing Xenomorphs? Like, you know, we've, we've had a yeah. lot of... It's only been a couple of years. If you really want to see Xenomorphs that much, go fucking watch whatever new Alien Predator one came out, like, three years before Prometheus. Like, yeah. it's not that long a wait between seeing Xenomorphs. You don't need them. Yeah. And I think that was reflected in the reactions of a lot of, like, um, <laughs> essays and things coming out of people talking about how excited they were by this, mm. you know, original big-budget sci-fi that happened to be set in that universe. And people were like, hey, cool, there's one or two references, whatever. Yeah. But it's Ridley Scott, and they're talking about these big ideas about, you know, where we come from, meaning of life, all this stuff. People were – and it's, it's almost like they blinked at the last minute. They were like – we want to do all this stuff, but, oh, we'd better throw an alien in there because people are going to... Like, I think Damon Damon Lindelof actually said in an interview, someone asked him, just offhand in an interview, oh, yeah, so will we see the alien in there? And he goes, oh, well, if you go to a Rolling Stones concert, you expect them to play Sympathy for the Devil. And I'm like, I don't think anybody really <laughs> needed that from mm. you. Like, it's... Maybe there were people... Maybe there were plebs sitting around being like... Yeah, but it was, not, it was not like it was yeah. called Alien, you know? Like, it... Yeah, it's called It was called else. Prometheus. It set in the <laughs> universe, but, I mean, it doesn't... Yeah. Like, and it could have even it, just been like a wink and a nod. Like it could have even just been like having the HR Geiger kind of inspired, inspired yeah, works, and just in the background, needed. like just have it as the yeah. the mise en scene. It doesn't have to be like in your face. Yeah, and I liked because it did use the architecture that we had seen in the Alien um, film, and you know, me going into it thinking, is it a prequel? Is it not? And then trying to be, but it's not. So if it was a prequel, I'd really want this to be the you know the same planet as Alien. I'd kind of want uh, uh, to know how we got from this, you know, giant pyramids and everywhere for a space jockey to then be crash landed or at least have a alien just burst out of its chest. Mm. And then for other crews to send out a distress beacon, because that's what happens in the original yeah. film. There's a distress, you know, there is a distress beacon that the engineers would send out to be like, you know, situation fucked up, don't come here, mm. whatever got loose. And so it'd be nice if you tied into that. Because then it would make kind of sense. But then to have this alien xenomorph as we know them and a little bit different, but as we basically know them to pop out at the end, I felt really cheapened that whole film. It, I mean, I just, I really think with Prometheus, the, and it was the first thing I thought walking out of the film, and it's the thing I've thought about it ever since then, it just, just fucking... Make it an alien film. Just bite yeah. the bullet and make it's an make it an alien film. Because the thing is, all these things, these vaguely defined themes you want to explore, there is no reason on the planet why you couldn't explore those in an alien film. Mm. Like if you didn't want to make an alien film, I mean, just cut the cut the cord altogether and just make it completely its own thing and make yeah. the references vague at best. But yeah. I actually think the thing that would have fixed Prometheus is if it had just embraced its background as part of the fact that it was part of a pulpy sci-fi franchise mm. from the 70s and 80s. That's that's yeah. what it is. 
And that's how it is going to be remembered. I mean, you know, when the DVD came out, the first thing that, you know, the first thing that was sitting on the shelves at JB Hi-Fi next to Prometheus 3D Blu-ray was the Alien to Prometheus Evolution box set. So it's not like anyone's fucking pretending it's not an alien film. <laughs> so just yeah. make it an alien film. Make the villain, make the dumb uh, aliens you had in there actually xenomorphs. And then... Then you've got your, and then you, you know, your marketing is that everyone's going to be happy because people are going to go see it, and you can play with your themes and ideas anyway. There's no reason why not. And it would have actually think I think been a really good film. It doesn't account for the shit characters and the mm. uh, nonsensical motivations and Guy Pearce and old man mm. makeup, but you know, it's a good start. <laughs> we, it's it's like they almost they had this first draft of a film, not even a first draft of a script. Like they kind of everyone went in, they had like an hour's prep, and they were like, we're making a film because. <laughs> If you, one of the things that was driving me insane is that Naomi Rapace and Idris Elba don't hold their accents for the entire film. No, they don't. And it was driving me insane because <laughs> I know, I like, I've seen The Wire. I know Idris Elba can hold a good accent. I know mm. he can hold a good American accent. Why did you have to make him Texan then? Yeah. Because he can't hold a good Texan accent. See, I, so I found the choices. motivations yeah. of, say, the scientist, like the biologist who sees a dead engineer mm. freaks out and is like i'm out of here i can't deal with this yeah. and then within about three scenes later this clear serpent almost cobra like snake yeah. appears now normally if i see a snake in the wild i'm gonna stand the, the stand the back off I, i've owned a fucking snake and i'm like nah you don't <laughs> fuck with a like, what well, is clearly a snake arcing up in almost like a strike position yeah. especially know, when it like folds back and it's got like weird vagina face yeah and it's kind of like no no don't be like hey baby hey baby put your hand out to be like what are you actually trying Mm. to do here clearly you know you were freaking out at a dead engineer but an alive alien looking snake thing nah let's pat it it's it just it it, the whole film seemed to lack motivation because even in i think it's about 10 15 minutes Mm. in the into the film where they all wake up they then explain the mission yeah, and I it's was like, why the one. fuck would you have yeah, gotten on a it, spaceship without knowing what you're doing? Especially considering who they were, because mm. they were all scientists. And, yeah. and I know it's going to be very annoying, but I'm going to keep referring back to the John Spates script. But in that one, it was these people were grunts. It was a crew that they were just basically mer- mercenaries. Mm. They either get they you know there's big space exploration again. Just look at world building in the um, f- far future. This sort of where this is set, the universe. So there's the exploration ships that they go in there. It's basically fly in, fly out, long voyages. You're going to get either a payoff if you find a, a planet that's livable or you find like a good place to mine good minerals. Mm. And this one was meant to be top secret. You'll be paid triple pay and that's why they're there. And so a lot of these people in that film, in that script, weren't scientists. They were just grunts who were there as crewmen of the ship. So they didn't have that investment that you would think a fucking biologist would have yeah. kind of losing their shit to be like, oh, my God, this is something, an actual alien. I'm a biologist. This has basically made everything that I've known a little bit now change. Shouldn't I be excited to be learning about these new things? Instead, he's just like, ah, run away. Yeah. It just feels like somebody's gone through the original script. Well, somebody is Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm. Um, has gone <laughs> through and just copied and pasted Things that, I mean, mm. I always, at uni, I always get really frustrated when they talk about screenwriting and they say, you know, oh, every script has to have a really strong controlling idea that all everything has to fit within, everything in your film has to fit within a controlling idea. And I fucking hate it. I find that so restricting. But then you watch a film like Prometheus and yeah. you realise that there is no, there's about three different people's creative visions jammed together. There's somebody wants to make an alien film, somebody wants to make a mediation on where did we come from, what's the meaning of life, mm-hmm. and somebody wants to make like a sci-fi body horror film mm. that's not alien 
and they're all sort of jammed together in this weird mismatched thing that there's no, there's just no consistency to any of it, and it just. I mean, yeah. it just feels like with that much money behind it, like, wouldn't you just get someone in to just do a complete rewrite? Because there are different parts of that script feel like they're written by different writers. And that's and they, true. they are. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, for me, it's like, if we look at the, like, Prometheus myth, the tale of the Prometheus, where everything was sort of what this was trying to, I guess, have a big arcing theme about or being like, hey, Prometheus, we know this, you know? He created man. I don't know how much you know about the Greek yeah, yeah, myth. Yeah, He created gave man, them gave them fire, then basically got fucked in the ass by Zeus. Uh, like everyone else. Like everyone else. What, Zeus, you slut? Uh, and then he eventually gets freed by Hercules. Um, so we follow that same structure. Like, say, and this is why I, what I would have done would have a wayward engineer or a group of engineers who wanted to seed life all over the universe and did such a thing. And then you could have another group of engineers who were like, well, that's clearly blasphemous. Uh, not only are we going to try and kill you, but we're going to kill what is essentially your children. And, you know, you have this sort of death cult of engineers who were sort of undermining what these guys are doing, being like, what you're doing is wrong. You're fucking with the natural order of things. We're going to stop that. Or again, this sort of death death, death cult. Uh, or you make them another, another race. Because again, Prometheus was a titan. Yeah. He created humans and the gods, which were like basically the children of the titans, were angry about that. So you could have a separate entity. Just, again, something if you want to play with that Prometheus myths. And, you know, I don't want everything laid out to me. I, I don't like when movies just blatantly be like, this is what happened. Just let's, let's have, like, connect the dots for you. Um, and as it currently stands, it is presented like engineers were helping us mm. because they're like engineers were helping us to a certain point. They kept coming back. They kept coming back all throughout history. We've got all these beautiful art that never really draws us correctly, just sort of little vague, you know... Um, Stick men. Stick men, which may be a bit bigger than us. And also this weird constellation, which you guys don't know about. And, you know, it's sort of hinted that maybe 2,000 years ago, yeah, the whole Jesus, Jesus Christ thing that you brought up, Gabe, uh, being one of the last engineers, and apparently they, they we crucified him and didn't like him, and that's what pissed off all the other engineers to be like, fuck Earth. And this is in the original script, and it's not great. I don't mm. really like it because, again, you would think something that giant, something that big would have paid a bit more of an impact on the literature around Jesus Christ. So I've, yeah, that was, to me, a bit eh. I don't know. It's sort of why have this? What needed something clear to be like the engineers aren't going to help you or they, they got to a point. And that's why I like this idea of peaceful group of engineers seeding life, death cult coming in, and they want to reverse that. Because it feels like you need a big step from, here's 10,000 years of history where we helped you. You never drew a single picture of us. And then you drew a constellation of stars that won't make sense until your people create something which can look at this in the far distance. Because in this place, which we're referencing to, that's where we make, what, weapons? I just, yeah, why did we... Why did they put a map to that? So what you got to look at there is okay, what was that facility used for before? Because clearly it wasn't just for making weapons. Otherwise, why tell early humans about it? And this, again, is my huge issue with Prometheus. It just keeps raising further and further questions the more you actually look at it. And the xenomorphs, they clearly exist prior to this film because we know this from AVP. Um, but there's also the mural in the actual temple depicting what is clearly a xenomorph. But the only way to get a xenomorph is to... For a human male to ingest some black goo, have sex with a woman, which creates a proto-face hugger, which that has to lay an egg into an engineer, and then you get a xenomorph. You know, that's too many steps. 
And it's ridiculous. Yeah, it convolutes what... I mean, I always thought the life cycle in the original Alien was relatively kind of like, okay, so it, the face hugger, just why not just have an egg that hatches and lay another egg which hatches? But, you know, I was like, there are a couple of extra steps in there. But then you look at Prometheus, it's like, that's so many that's extra That's a steps. lot of steps. We're and doing a full-on line dance to get... That's, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like... That's not really how evolution works. Yeah. And what would have happened to Holloway if Vickers hadn't have burnt him alive because he was all mutating and transforming? Yeah. Would he have turned into something like Fifield did? With the weird fucked up face and yeah. wanting to do that? Like, it, it just raises so many damn questions. Like, what, what happened? What if Fifield had had sex with someone? Would we have gotten a proto-face hugger as well or something a little bit different? There's just too many variables that I just don't fully understand. And again, that cutting it with a xenomorph burst out if you just cut that, that whole bit, that would have improved the film straight away, I think for me anyway. Or if instead of a xenomorph, something else got created, you know, literally anything else, another monster, mm. you know, to show that, you know, because they do mention that this is one temple of like 28 or something like that. So there are countless others of biological weapons just sitting around waiting to, like, fuck up everyone and that this universe is a harsh reality. Um, but it could have even just been, like, if, if you were going to create something like mm. that, it could have been, like, because it was, like, a proto-xenomorph that we got at the end of the film. But make it, like, way more. Like, take it, like, five steps back yeah. into the evolutionary chain. So it doesn't even look like a fucking xenomorph, but, like, right at the end it opens its mouth and the little head pops out. Yeah. Or something like that. I'm thinking, like, even to, to sort of how us and apes have that common mm. ancestor. Like, that common ancestor. Yeah, that's what Or, I... like, a chimp. <laughs> like, yeah. the, you know, if, if we're, you know, we are to xenomorphs are what this proto or this other xenomorph is to chimps kind of thing. Yeah. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah. Mm. The whole the whole thing is just replete with carelessness. Mm. Like it's just it just seems like nobody nobody really gave a lot of. I mean, the original, you know, Alien and Aliens, they have a great. It's not a particularly defined, but it's a great mythology. Like you mm. know the Wailing Utani stuff and the everything's going on. Like it's never particularly explored, but it's like it's a it's a good universe. It's not a particularly rich universe, mm. but it's a, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, and it just feels like. It, yeah, it's in the same universe, but you're not really <laughs> developing your mythology or your ideas or your universe at all, and everything mm. just seems kind of inconsistent and really poorly thought out. And and that's what I have a huge, massive problem with, is there are so many inconsistencies and it just raises further and further I just makes feel like, why, would I, why should I pay 20 bucks to watch this film when you obviously didn't give a shit about, like, yeah. you know, it's actually a bit of a fuck you to the fans, because mm. it's like, you know, Ridley Scott, pe- Damon Lindelof of all people, it's like, you, you should know... The amount of thought and care mm. people give to these sorts of things, and particularly something like the Alien Universe, mm. like surely you know you. I mean, it's just or if, if Damon Lindelof was like, "Oh, I'm too lazy. I'm just gonna like copy and paste like this my like half baked ideas like into John Spates' script." Ooh, I like that. Fucking bit. hire someone else. Yeah. But, like, look at look at Neil Blomkamp, who wasn't even fucking hired to do an Alien film, and like did all that concept art and stuff like that because he was like, "I just love this." Like, why the fuck would you give something <laughs> like this to Damon fucking Lindelof, you stupid prick? When you could have just given it to Neil Blomkamp five years ago and saved us all the fucking trouble. I know it would have been like, nice. It just, just would have. Not even him. Like, there are so many. Talented young screenwriters who would have loved the chance to, to just come in work there with the alien universe. and work their magic on it. Mm. We are right now, we are doing more work on that script <laughs> than David Lindelof ever did. And we're sitting in here for an hour 
hashing out ideas. Mm. And our ideas are more clearly defined than Damon Lindelof's fucking wank that he spilled on that page. Mm. Frankly, that film was offensive. <laughs> it, 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 look, this is a long buried anger that I've like had to repress since You've 2012. You've been waiting like, yeah. as we pitched this you know, show. I came like, in and I was like, this is fine. This is cool. I'm just going to, you know, going to criticise Prometheus. I was like, I, I remember that being a fairly shit film. I hadn't thought about it. The last couple of days, ticking around, that trauma starts to creep Bubbling. back. And I start to remember that like, crushing disappointment that slowly gave birth to anger as I was sitting in that cinema being like, this is, I was promised a smart, cool, stylish, scary film. Mm. This is dumb. Remember those trailers? They were fucking awesome. See, this is what, I'm noticing the more excited I am by a, a single trailer, the more disappointing I'm being by films. Because it happened with Avengers 2, it happened with Looper, and it definitely happened with the, with Prometheus. Because, again, that scream of the beautiful... That music and like the, and the visuals and everything, like it just looked... But, of course, it gave... I don't know. I mean, visuals are one thing. I mean, that's why I think probably Mad Max has been such a success is because, yeah, the trailer only shows you like crazy visuals and single images. But that's kind of all the film is. And it's fine. That's, that's what, what you selling, want. And yeah. that's what you want. And people have got exactly what they want out of that yeah. film. Whereas Prometheus is like, oh, yeah, we're going to sell you this. Like, and, and let's face it, Prometheus is visually incredible. Yeah. It is a relatively, in terms of direction, art direction, things like that, it's a very well-made film. It's just a terribly written one. Yes. But, you know, that's... that's it, yeah, that's not, you were sold this idea that... It wasn't a visual experience. It was yeah. sci-fi. It's going to... It's the Big Bang Theory of the yeah, alien franchise. Yeah, it's like, hey, we, we know the Aliens franchise. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Says, no, you loved it. Well, we're going to go back a bit. And yet there's going to be little tiny elements. You might be able to, like, some clever people out there might, you know, connect some dots. This is completely new. But it wasn't. It wasn't that at all. No, it wasn't. So my ideal Prometheus uh, would be, A, 
Get rid of the xenomorphs completely if you want this to be your own thing. I guess this is more like prior to A, make sure, like, do you want this to be a prequel or do you want this to be a standalone film? That should be your number one question. Yeah. But if we are making a standalone film, just get rid of the xenomorphs completely. B, have the engineers have a clash of ideologies within their own race. Because I like this idea of one group of engineers wanting to seed life and another group of engineers wanting to destroy life. You know, and then we just wear caught in the middle. Mm. Because I clearly just don't follow this whole idea of 10,000 years, we're helping you, you kill one of our dudes, we now want to destroy everyone. I don't, I can't kind of connect the dots to this. I don't really understand what happened 2,000 years ago. And, and yet it's brought up, I mean, Shaw screams, why do you want to kill us? But even a remote hint to why that is, yeah. and not Jesus Christ, because I think that's a <laughs> bad trope that we need to just get away from. Uh, See, the good engineers, for lack of a better term, lost thousands of years ago and in their defeat, you know, in their defeated moments, maybe unleashed a biological weapon on LV-223, maybe make it a different planet than, you know, the the alien one. So make keep it this LV-223. Or again, one of the death cult, um, you know, were converting these terraforming machines into harbingers of death and it just got out of hand. You know, kind of like, you know, the 12 monkeys where you had this... Have you guys seen the original 12 Monkeys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you have this uh, group of environmentalists, sort of eco-terrorists, storming this laboratory, and, you know, letting out all these monkeys, and um, whoopsie-daisies, we brought down the end of days. So something almost like that. D, scrap the whole old man Wayland storyline. Definitely scrap the old man, but I would probably scrap the whole damn thing because, you know, if you want to have this humans who just wants to beat death and meeting the last survivor of the engineers who embrace death... I mean, that's that's a fine little setup you can play with these few different ideologies. Because, yes, look, death is a good concept about how we as humans face it. Because, look, I'm terrified of death. It's the one thing I am afraid of. It's death. It's scary. I don't know what the fuck's out there. And then to have that up against a whole race who are like, death is just a part of life. You know, a king rules, then it's his plane over, then it yeah. gets to his point to die and he dies and that's right for the people or whatever that fucking line is. And that's a cool kind of clash to have up against this whole race being like, you want to extend your life, you piece of shit? No, 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 no. So that's cool. But rather than make Wayland old, give him a crippling illness like yeah. bonitis or something, you know, just bonitis. something. Bonitis. He's that one fucking bonitis. Who's never curing it. So something degenerative. Just let's get rid of the old man makeup. You know what yeah. I mean? Just it just something. felt very unnecessary. And I think the whole Wayland storyline mm. it feels like they they're trying to be really smart about it but but then they're not because yeah. of that first scene where he's got the little projecting thing of him that like he's like this is David he is the closest thing I have to a son close up of Vickers yeah oh my and then, yeah cuts to like and then like David does not feel anything cuts to David just kind of slightly <laughs> frowning it's like you're not being as smart as you think you are yeah it's, I, I, it's, also, get rid of the vicar's her being the daughter bullshit. Like, that was yeah. no point. Yeah, there what, was no what, point. Was... Keep her angry. Just have her, like, this angry bitch that runs her ship. That's her fucking yeah. job and she doesn't give a shit. Like, Look, I'm, yes. Um, I'm, I'm very much of this mind. Call, call me old-fashioned. This is a, an old an old screenwriting um, trope we, that I cling to. Women should not be to. driving ships, I feel. Oh, no, I don't, I don't, no, no, no. I, I, what, what I strongly believe about screenwriting, and look, call me, call me backwards and all that, and I know that this isn't very modern of me, but I, I like to think that shit should go somewhere. If you're going to set something up, yeah, yeah. things should, should, should have a point, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Call me crazy, but <laughs> I like, I like the idea crazy. that things that get set up go places. Yeah, and Vickers being the daughter, I, I just why? Yeah, it, it, made, it didn't, it, it, it didn't, didn't really inform her motivation. It didn't. No. And it's like even just informing your motivation. I mean, that's that's just 
that's serviceable screenwriting yeah. is like I'm going to introduce something to inform a, inform a motivation. Good screenwriting is this informs a motivation and it's going to pay off in a certain plot point down the line. It didn't pay no, off. No, it didn't. Why was um, Wayland? Why was he even hidden to the rest of the crew? Why did they not know he was there? Yeah. It's his ship. No one should be like, okay. And and even and even they they tried to make it like this big reveal, like with Shaw being like, wait, Wayland's here, and it's like, yeah, yeah, Wayland's here. Yeah. Good. Who cares? Fine. Like and you know, it's... I feel like the whole ship just doesn't care in general, yeah. though. Like everyone, like that that scene where the um the punk rock <coughs> geologist and mm. the biologist get stuck with the sandstorm, and oh Idris Elba's just on the phone to them, being like, "Yeah, we'll get you." And he's like, yeah. "Just send send a message." And like Idris Elba just like mutes him, and I'm like, "What?" Do it's you... actually, it's yeah, oh my, just it's just a really bad film, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's, like, it's, bad it's a really bad. I just, I love you. Film. Do better films. <laughs> I just want to point out that you've you're now in this alien world. You've sent this place. There's something had killed these aliens you were hoping to meet. You don't know what it is. Two of your men are trapped in a pyramid, who are like fucking we don't know you don't know what's in that pyramid you've got one little bleeping droid saying there's another life form down mm. there which you're like it's probably a glitch it's never a glitch guys just super smarter than this so, so much smarter rather than having someone monitor them very closely Idris is like hey Vickers want to bang and then which she's I was, like I was very pro yes I was very pro because like yeah, Charlie cool, Theron, whatever, Idris yeah. Elba bang and mm. like that that Good just time. would have been a scene I would have liked to see. But then they 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 chuff off, leave for no plot one reasons. for plot reasons. Yeah, for plot reasons, for plot yeah, reasons yeah. that was very important to the film. Yes, no, undoubtedly. But then they chuff off. They leave no one there to monitor these two guys mm. who are in this unknown potentially hostile environment that we honestly don't know anything about. They just leave them there with no one monitoring. So when they start screaming and when they start dying, you have someone there to then alert everyone else and be like, there's maybe something in there that's going go to cause some death. So we need to be just a little bit more wary of yeah. what's going on. But it's like they don't even bother to check up on them from yeah. that point. Like after they die, until they're physically in the cave, yeah. they don't know that they're dead. Like they, no one bothered to be like, hey, you guys still all right? Yeah. You guys like, are you guys okay in your big cave? Even just like a monitoring of your heartbeat, like yeah. in ca- you know car- uh, Caravans of Courage, the old Ewok film, that had heartbeats oh. of families. And why did none of these places, if, I know it's in the future, but we have things now that boost Wi-Fi signal, mm. you know, or at least a signal relay. Why don't have a couple well, of portable ones of these to be like, oh, we're losing signal. Hey, we'll just put a signal relay down here. Mm-hmm. The other big question, I mean, look, I, I have to confess, my experience in eccentric mm. billionaires sending people on expeditions to to attain something of the utmost importance mm. to them anyway. Look, my experience of that particular thing is quite admittedly limited. Yes, that's true. Um, I've, I've never been on that expedition. I've never been a billionaire sending somebody to find the key to eternal life. But if it's this important, mm-hmm. wouldn't you... um? Wouldn't your first thing being make be making sure your crew was competent? Yeah. Like, is that is that is that just me? Like, is yeah, that something well, that just seems like something that Wayland would do? Well, this is a guy or put in rules or regulations. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> fucking hell, you want to take these people to this planet? You're not going to tell them what they're doing there, mm. and then you get, and then you know, what you expect them to a be totally cool with what they're doing there. I mean, wouldn't you tell them? Everything. Pay them a ton of money. Tell them everything. Put out these rules. You know, maybe don't take off your mask on an alien planet. Even yeah. if the hey. thing reads that there's ox, just just don't do just it. It's case. probably not. Oh, and if you see a vagina space cobra, don't fucking touch it. Don't try and pet don't, it. Don't don't do that. It's just not. It's just not a good idea. In Wayland's defense, he's the kind of guy who sends someone, eccentric billionaire or trillionaire, who sends these people out and doesn't tell him what he's on board the ship. Maybe he's just a jokester. 
Maybe he's just having a bit of a goof, a play around with them. Maybe well, he's a bit of a practical joke. Like a hundred-year-old yeah. man jokes. Like, yeah. I'm going to yeah. send you on a ship for two years and then not tell you I'm on the ship. It'll be so funny when you, you see my face. I mean, I'm not gonna, actually, that makes it all make more sense, doesn't it? Like, what he's if like, he's just a bit I'm, of a goof? He's like, I'm not going to tell them what they're doing. And then I'm going to throw them some vague idea about, you know, finding something and just see what fucking happens because this is going to be really funny. funny. <laughs> because you know what? I'm a trillionaire and this is sort of our first hunt to find intelligent life elsewhere. This is going to be fucking fun. Yeah. Because why the fuck not? He's I do what I want. He's I'm Wayland. He's having a bit he's of a goof. Fun. This is how, you know, he makes the funny. He just He's not a comedian. He's a trillionaire. Yeah. Um, if you have that much money, you might have a slightly, you know, yeah. different sense of humour that exactly. lesser men may not understand. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. It's just, it's worth considering. But you'd think if you're sending people out to a faraway planet on the off chance that you might have like aliens, you, you should, and I know and there's an, there, I'm not quite sure if it was in Prometheus, but definitely in the um, original script, there was this kind of thing like Shaw and Holloway were like laughed at by universities. That's why they won't go to Wayland to fund this. They would have other scientists who were kind of like, look, I don't personally believe in this, but I'd be curious to, to sign See up. So, yeah, okay, no, I'm on board. And you'd have these people there who would be like, okay, cool, I've read the data, I've looked at this, I'm interested to see where this plays out because, look, worst case scenario, we go there for two, like we travel for two and a half years, we go there, we nothing happens, we go back and have a bit of a chamber nap and then, I, I've, okay, I've lost five years of my life, kind of, but at the same time, we went out and tried to see what there was there. Yeah, we and at least tried. You'd have at least half a dozen, at least, of competent people who were on board. And this whole reveal thing of Wayland just being there is, again, another hangover from the, the script, mm. which was meant to be Vicar's own personal guard. So you had the Wayland security who were coming out being like, okay, so you found some machinery. Now this becomes our operation. Mm. You were here to study shit, but in your contract that you signed with us, as soon as we find some alien tech... It's now our property, and now we're taking over. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. Because then you have, like, yeah, cool, Marines on a spaceship. Yay! What? And that would have been kind of cool. You know what? It sounds like to me that there's actually one Mm. one very simple thing that could have happened in the production of Prometheus that would have been all the maintenance it needed. That was fire Damon Lindelof and Ridley Scott (laughs) and just use the original script. Yeah. And put a good... By the way, do you know? have you guys noticed that Ridley Scott's just not a very good director? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, any (laughs) people... it, It seems like people still... Whenever a new Ridley Scott film comes out, people are like, oh, yeah, Ridley Scott's directing this. And it's all over, like, Academy Award winner. Has, has he won an award? Gladiator Anyway, something about award-winning Ridley Scott comes up and plays on all the trailers. I'm like, okay, good Ridley Scott films that aren't Alien or Blade Runner. I haven't seen Blade Runner, to be fair. And I haven't seen Thelma Blade Runner's either. pretty solid. Kingdom of Heaven, apparently, the director's cut is oh, yeah, the director's fucking cut. rad. Um, Gladiator is, you know, it's, it's fine. I'm just kind of having a look through his IMDb page. But really, there's, stuff there's not I... much. There's there's not much that's really like you know a mm. stone cold classic yeah, outside of Alien. Not... And Alien, really, let's face it, the first Alien, apart from like some great production design and cool ideas, which isn't even really Scott's a fucking yeah. screenwriter. It's just a horror film. It's yeah, just it's, an it's atmospheric, good, well made horror film. It's a good horror like, film. He did the worst Hannibal film. Which one? Hannibal. Hannibal. No, oh. Hannibal Rising. Oh, good point. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, the second worst yeah, Hannibal, Hannibal film, Rising. Hannibal. And I probably, oh, by the way, just on a note that's not related to um to Alien, I would probably take Hannibal over Red Dragon because at least it has a personality. Oh, really? Red Dragon's so I much fun. I like Red Dragon. Though. I love Red Dragon. Really Have you seen Manhunter? I've seen Manhunter, but Red Dragon's so fun. Yeah, but Manhunter's Do so you good. See? Yeah, but Manhunter. Manhunter. <laughs> Red Dragon has a very good opening credits. It's just, it's, it's and such, Ray a, it's is good. such a stupid film, but I love it. 
Yeah, but Manhunter. You can watch it, but good. Oh, well, um, they're covering Red Dragon the new season, so. Hey, it's yeah, going to be fucking yeah. good. Richard Armitage. Yeah, I'm looking at a lot. Oh, Black Hawk. Yeah, there's, like, there's some films, but yeah, overall. Like, it's not real a hit and miss. It's hit, real yeah. hit and miss. It's not like he consistently makes good films or he consistently mm. makes mediocre films. Ridley Scott is the Russian roulette of filmmakers. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, are we going to get a good film? Who knows? And he seems to always have Surprise. a problem with the, the production companies as well. Because it's always like, that movie's a piece of shit, but the director's cut amazing. Yeah. So that's not a good sign when it's like original film. One, apart from uh, Director's Cut. Of Heaven. Blade Runner, because well, again, there was some oh, yeah, big yeah, problems yeah. there. Like, is he a replicant? Is he not? Yeah. What do we include? Who we don't? And there was this big fuck around to be like, I've seen Blade Runner. I don't know what version I've seen. And it's just kind of like, I don't know which one's the director's cut, which one's not, He's... which one's like the director's cut bonus special edition, and which one is like the 40 minute wrap up that the studio wanted to produce, or whatever it is. So it's all very. He's definitely confusing. got a really, like, one thing I like about Kingdom of Heaven and Hannibal, and I will push this for Hannibal, is that he's got, I really like. He's great at this, like, really slow, mournful, almost haunting style of filmmaking. Mm. Like, Hannibal, the scenes in Florence are like, and there's that, and the soundtrack, the atmosphere. He's an incredibly atmospheric mm. filmmaker. Oh, yeah. And Hannibal's got this gothic, uh, Grand Guignol kind of mournful, uh, operatic, like, heaven and hell kind of yeah. feel to it that Kingdom of Heaven does as well. And it's hard, maybe it's just the music and it's the look and the cinematography and it's the way that he shoots in this almost languid, dreamlike way mm. that I think is really, really excellent. Um, I mean, maybe maybe Prometheus isn't really Ridley Scott's fault. Maybe it's more, um, oh, fucking Exodus was a piece of shit too. But um, <laughs> maybe Prometheus's flaws aren't really Ridley Scott's fault. They're more Damon Lindelof's. Well, but I just kind of think, if Ridley Scott, you call yourself an auteur, yeah. you know, you want it, you'd like to think that you're coming in there with a clear I vision, a clear idea Ridley of what Scott you want to... No, but he calls himself one. Well, oh, I don't God. know if he calls himself and one, but he's referred to as one. There are think pieces all about Ridley Scott and oh, all, all the things to look out from Ridley Scott That's just as good as Academy Award winner Rob Schneider. Like, Almost. Wait, really? Almost. Almost. Is Rob Schneider in a no. no, but oh, okay. that's it's that's how like crazy yeah, yeah. this idea is. That, it, it, you're well, very right. And I think, but Ridley Scott, and I think there was a, again because the script, and he's talked about he didn't want to do an aliens film, and that's why it went this other direction, and and just sort of well, because initially it was meant to be a collaborative piece between him and James Cameron. Yeah, and then AVP came around. Yeah, and then they, and Cameron was like, "Suck a dick, I'm not being associated with this anymore," mm. and left. And Ridley Scott was like. Fuck. <laughs> and I think that would have been really cool to have Ridley Scott like a co-director mm. with James Cameron because I think both of them could have played off each other. And we the actually fact is, James Cameron, nice. give or take, I mean, say what you will about Avatar and Titanic. I haven't seen Titanic since I was like, since it came out. So I was like seven. I wish I had my and, little flute right now to play for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, Avatar was a piece of shit, but James Cameron is a fairly, but like Avatar isn't offensively bad. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just bland it's, and kind of. Overlong, yeah, and... bland and derivative. That's all you can yeah, really say about Avatar. But I mean, you know, but, it's but beautiful. But beautiful, and that was James Cameron being like, "I don't care about the script. This yeah. is James Cameron's show good off. at what he does. He's he's always Special been effects. good at what he does and telling mm. big, spectacular, exciting, effects-driven mm. stories. I mean, Aliens. Like I went and saw Alien and Aliens at the Astor a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, and like I hadn't seen them for a few years, and the first time I saw them all, I always thought Alien was the better one. Rewatched them. Aliens is Aliens. fucking fantastic. I mean, Alien. I'm like, yeah. Really, the characters apart from Ripley aren't all that memorable, and they all just kind of. Ash was pretty cool. It's, Ash is pretty cool, but like you know, it's just it's a. They're all cannon fodder. Yeah. Like, and then you compare that to Aliens, and it's like you know, Newt and Hicks yeah. and Ripley. It's Game like this, you know, rip roaring adventure, and it's it's awesome. And like, and there were so many moments watching the cinema. Like when I watched Alien in at the Astro, I was like, yeah, cool. Alien, yep, cool. They're gonna die. Yep, classic film. Love it. Aliens. 
there was so much like when when it's so Newt, fun. It's when you see in the water and the tail comes out behind her, <gasps> and I actually jumped out of myself. I was like, "Fuck!" And I was like, "I've seen this before." And my housemate was watching with me, and after the film, he was just kind of like, I "Just felt embarrassed sitting next to you because you kept jumping and gasping." <laughs> and you know, I was like, "Shut up!" I was having a great time. But that's the that's the thing about you a good want. horror film is that it will keep absolutely making you jump. And because that's like, I, I love horror. Like, as soon as we get a horror film in, I'm just like, everyone move out of the way. This it's is mudging. Because I, I watched Alien last night, mm. and there are moments where I still jumped. Like, <laughs> and I guess there's still yeah. moments of, the, of jumpy horror. Like, I've mm. seen this before, but I'm scared still. Because it's able to build up that atmosphere that says, like, this is, you should be scared right now just before anything yeah. jumps out at you. We're, with a lot of horror films that are, are very scary the first time you watch them, mm. they don't have that atmosphere to and hold it. Just it. Jump scares. Yeah, that they're just jump scares. Like yeah. uh, The Conjuring, which is... That's uh, a bad film. Yeah, which... That's a... How did that bad, make so much film. money? Bad film. It was so it's scary. I enjoyed it. It's scary Wait, the first time you it's watch not, it. It's not, it's not even scary. It's scary the first time you watch it's it. It's not yeah. even yeah, scary. I will give you that that is a didn't very you, interesting uh, scare. Didn't you go on and see fucking some... 1970s horror film? It's just, it's just a, it's a <laughs> fucking cycle. There's nothing new or exciting about it. It's just a dumb, bad film. I guess it's probably like one of the only horrors that I've really sat down and watched. because I'm going to make you watch so many horror films. Apparently It Follows is really fucking good. I saw it. I didn't love it. I haven't seen it I didn't love it. It's on my to No, my part. Partner, my partner and I love horror films, and he was just like, he adored it. He thought it was the best film. It is super creepy. Mm. It is super creepy. I will give it that. Like, it's super creepy. I wanted it to be scarier from what I had heard. Like, everyone's like, it's the best. So I wanted like really big, terrifying, like, fuck me, I'm about to piss myself kind of scares. But it's not. It's a slow burn. Oh, I like slow burn. It's if I, I just wasn't expecting it, but I want to rewatch it, and okay. with the knowledge that it is a slow burn. But okay. it's good for that. Like it, yeah. It, yeah. Or oh, it's it's good. Like okay. it's it's good when I think about it. When I watched it, I was like, eh. And but now that I'm like, I think about it, I'm like, it's not what I wanted. That's why I didn't like it. Yeah. Cool. But cool. I think I, that's I, my problem I, with mm. Prometheus. It's not what I wanted. Yeah. Because it tried to explain and sell it um, on so many things. On that question, which was was Prometheus what what anyone wanted? No. No Maybe. one is happy with Prometheus. Really so. Again, I'm thinking if we kind of went back and we changed a few things, get rid of xenomorphs, maybe have like a little bit of conflict between the engineers mm. so that the reason why they stopped helping us and the reason why they wanted to kill us is a bit more clear. And maybe we're going to get that in Prometheus 2, 3, and maybe 8, depending how long Ridley Scott takes to tell this story. I don't know. Are they but even going to keep making more I think of they're going to make a Prometheus oh, They've too. said the second one, but I mean, who's going who's to who's watch that? No. So, oh, I don't think I am. Who's coming back for that? I would. Oh, actually, when I was doing my research for this, I, I found out that James Franco was meant to be cast as Holloway. How much better would that have just made the film? That would Because if you didn't change anything but just change that Holloway was James Franco, you're like, this movie's already a joke. <laughs> but let's just put James <laughs> Franco in. Yes. Like, it's a comedy, guys. It's a good, good lighthearted comedy. So for me, again, it's... Have those little elements changed? Make it make sure that it's a prequel set in the universe, but nothing about mm. xenomorphs. Um, again, engineers, a good group of engineers, and like a death cult of engineers. Uh, and then the whole film can roughly play out the same. And I like that whole thing about sure being like it was a mistake to come here. Mm. We thought it was an invitation, but it wasn't. And that's kind of cool because it might have been an invitation about three thousand years ago. Yeah. Now it's not. And that's really cool, this idea. Like, we're kind of late to this party, and now we're fucked. The android, David, he can still be a dick. And in, I like in the original, like, uh, the, the spate scripts, um, him, David, trying to understand the alien language, he's, like, saying, I had to think in trinary code, and it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Mm. But in doing so, I kind of broke my 
um, programming, so I'm free, so fuck all of you. Yeah. And that's kind of cool Can to you be send like. Can me the space script? Yeah, I will. Yeah, do, please. Um, and it's a very cool thing to be just like him being, fuck you, man, I'm going to just try and destroy you, which makes more sense yeah. rather than him having weird programming, this kind to, of that. To be murderous. Why does he have yeah. to dye his hair? Uh, I think that was him trying to be more human and him kind of showing that he's got personality. He's not just an android. When Prometheus came out and there was a whole bunch of. Deeply mm. disappointed and, and frankly hurt people reviewing it who were desperately looking for something good to talk about and they were like, oh, you know, well, the visuals were good and and I guess that's that surgery scene, even though it was just a dumb CGI scene, mm. and, and they were like, oh, and David, I guess, was this really interesting, ambiguous character. I was like, no, he wasn't. He was just a badly written character who was really well performed. Yeah. yeah. Like, really, his motivations made not much sense at all. It's just because Michael Fassbender's, you know, God. Um, <laughs> and he just came across very like pretty. He, was, yeah. he has an amazing penis. He does. I haven't, I haven't had the pleasure myself, but I'll take, oh, I'll take you your word for it. That. I haven't what, seen Shame. You haven't? Oh, what shame. I, I once... didn't like 12 Years a Slave, so Steve McQueen, I'm like, yeah. Oh, have you seen Hunger, though? No. See Hunger and then Shame, because okay. 12 Years a Slave, like, it's all about just feeling bad about yourself. All right, then. Cool. I think keep it roughly what it was, but again, those little minor tweaks, getting mm. clear character motivation. I like everyone dying, because, again, it's, that's what I go for a horror film. I like yeah. to see people yeah, dying. True. But, again, make it a bit more of a horror. Make it a bit more... Yeah. Huh, like, make it kind of scary because it wasn't really scary at all. I think, like, it, it, it almost set itself up to be, to have these mm. scares and then it kind of, like, got really scared yeah. from it and backed away. Especially, like, that scene with Holloway, like, after they've set him on fire and they come back out mm. and he's, like, really twisted, like, mm. on the ground and they're just, like, okay with that. Yeah. Cause... They're, like, whatever. Like, he's just there. And they, they, then he stands up and he's all, like, Kind of, yeah. kind of looks like a transformer in the way he moves. Yeah. Because um, think about it this way. Like, we are walking in on someone else's scientist lab, basically, where all hell has broken loose. So that should be terrifying. Mm. Think about us going into, you know, a laboratory where they've had some experiments that something went wrong and there's a lot of bad things around. It's so actually, that should be kind of scary. Yeah. At its most basic, it's actually a fantastic premise. It's, you know, handful of scientists think they stumble upon an invitation from Pete, from a, a higher race who may have made us. Mm. They go there. Turns out these guys are actually glorified alien scientists whose ways we don't really understand. <laughs> and in the time it's taken us to get there, something has gone horribly wrong. And now mm-hmm. we're stuck there. What a, like, what a fucking yeah, how rich What a bad film you to film we got. <laughs> what a bad film. I know. Like, and, and Look, if you I – would, I would just think, you know, like – Pull the pull the trigger and just make it a fucking alien prequel, mm. or um, you know, um, if if you if you could make that film, mm. that mm. amazing, interesting, you know, let's explore the meaning of life, let's, let's explore where we yeah. can't come from, let's explore what it means to be human, let's do that in intelligent sci-fi horror. Mm. I mean, brilliant. Give me that film. You know what, Ridley Scott? If you're otherwise incapable, you know, if you're generally incapable of making that film, fine. Just give me an alien prequel then. Yeah. I would have settled for an alien prequel. Like, if you couldn't do the other one, that's fine. Really cool um, scene or a couple of scenes in the script where, you know the bit where they get the severed head? Yes. And they try and make it live and it blows up. In the original script, that was it, dumb. they don't make it live, mm. but they kind of send this weird like uh, little tiny um, like nanobot thing to kind of have a look at the capillaries and everything like that. And then it kind of goes through the brain and all this kind of bullshit and then kind of comes out of the eye and it sort of looks through the lens of an engineer at shore and they see on the camera what the engineer would see. And because they're physiologically completely different to us, they see that shore is kind of like this beacon of like a, like a person, but with very angelic, like all these like kind of lights and shit around cool. her. So they're like, holy shit, they see the world differently to us. 
And so someone else is there being like, hey, I can make goggles out of those lenses. They sort of remove the lenses, they make goggles, and then when Shaw puts them on, they like she sees the world as if the engineer was seeing them and it kind of is like a fourth dimension almost because they're seeing in a different spectrum of light. And so all these sort of bits of binary code or whatever it is that are popping up and so she's kind of seeing that, oh, this world is rich full of all these computer systems and all things that are happening around us. And David, this whole time, he could see them because he's a fucking android. And so when he was like pressing the air, he was actually fucking you know, going around with some computers. But now I can see this and it kind of just brings this other kind of I want this film new unique experience that we haven't really seen before and again it kind of seeds that David being a piece of shit from the right from the start fuck you because Fassbender. Prometheus isn't a bad film and it's not it just tries to be too much it overcomplicates matters and it really could have been a great you know sci-fi horror flick that expanded on the alien mythos and rather than give us another xenomorph give us something else give us something new maybe similar elements yeah but look this... at the new stuff they did try to give us it wasn't yeah it wasn't wasn't real great so you know I go like hey giga just draw something else and we can kind of have some fun with that Isn't he dead he's dead yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's dead. he fell down some stairs Oh really? Who's an yeah. old man? He was an old man. I'm maybe we could like maybe if you if you can self access that time machine from uh, the Star Wars prequels. Oh yeah, we can grab Get that, yeah. go back, save Giga, <laughs> throw up Ridley Scott down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and uh, and, and Lindoff as well. And Perfect Lindoff, movie. Yeah. Perfect there movie. There we go. I and, I rewrote my script, but mine was much less detailed than yours. Oh, mine was extremely less. Like yeah. So my my script is just Michael Fassbender holding and looking at things uh-huh. for, for two and a half hours, but intercut with Idris Elba playing the accordion. Which was my favorite scene in the entire film. It was a very good scene. It was like the, just him sitting there very casually playing the accordion. I'm like, I would watch this for two hours very happily. <laughs> I think, I think my it re- still would be better. <laughs> it'd be better. It wouldn't be an Aliens film, but it'd be better. No. I'd love to uh, take credit for having a rewritten Prometheus script, but it sounds like my rewritten Prometheus script is just John murder? Spencer's script. Yeah. So, like, like just oh, Ridley yeah, Scott murder? murder. Maybe some Ridley Scott murder, but then, you know, John Spencer's apparently done the job for me. So Yeah, you know. and that's the weirdest thing to kind of read this and be like, I don't think I could really improve this script apart from maybe doing one of two things. One, you either make it a prequel to Aliens, or two, you don't. And yeah. as soon as you establish that, stick to that, and then don't move from there. Mm. Just know what you're doing. Mm. So just know what you're doing. And I think, really, that's how you make it better. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Gabe. And I've been Zoe. And so if you think you guys can do a better job at making a Prometheus or a prequel or sequel to Aliens, let us know. Either tweet us in at Sanspants Radio or email us, sanspantsradio at gmail.com. I'm in this episode too. No, don't put that (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) I've been here this whole time. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.